0: Scoundrel. Scallywag. Cheater! We're back, baby. We are back. Feeling good. Last episode, I put a poll on the podcast and said gummies or no gummies. Two people responded, but I'm proud to say 100% voted gummies. And so this will be a gummy full Podcast. We're looking at a week eight recap, week nine preview, and honestly, I think the best place to start. I know I usually start with my own games just because it's top of mind, but I do think it is very appropriate as last week. I kind of predicted Jeff was gonna shove some glass up my anus, and honestly, I that's that's exactly what happened. Um side note, my anal fissure is really rough right now. So not only did it happen in fantasy football, but physically it's manifesting itself through my asshole, which is like on fire as we speak. But Jeff and I had a back and forth battle. I was feeling pretty confident actually going into Sunday night. I think I had maybe three players compared to his... Two players going, and I was up by a decent amount, Uh, but he stayed right in it. And it came down to Monday night. I had Higgins and McPherson against Tyler Boyd. I needed to outscore Jeff by like five points or something. And uh, very appropriately, Evan McPherson, who I didn't even particularly want, but I decided to bid $2 on just despite whoever nominated him. Uh, Evan McPherson missed a field goal and an extra point. Got negative two points. Had he hit both of those, I would have had five points from him. That's a seven-point difference, and I lost by just over six points. So kudos (laughs) to Jeff for fucking me real good. It felt nice. Looking at the next matchup, uh, DeVito and Eric, we had a lot of momentum for DeVito. A lot of good things were happening. He actually had a really good week, 133 points, was the fifth best score. Okay, so so right around average, but slightly above. But he just ran into a buzzsaw, man. Team G and Fuego. He's got four players that scored 20 or more, or almost 20. But big performances from Hertz, Waddle, Hopkins is looking like a steal. Good job, Sweden. And uh, yeah, DeVito had a couple, or McCaffrey had like an insane performance, but the rest of his team was, you know, pretty regular. Uh, it's just a bad time to go into Team G. Like, doesn't even matter. He starts the wrong quarterback. doesn't matter. He scores 162 points. So Team G, a strong 7-1. and one. That might spell the end for DeVito's playoff hopes, but if there's anyone that's not going to stop trying, it's Pig Bomb at 5. Another painful matchup for some. We have Matt going against Chris. Chris ended up winning 164 to 139. Again, Matt puts up a really respectable week. He has a blow up from Derrick Henry, uh, who I think I predicted was going to be a bust this year. So good job by me. And yeah, Crocodile Hole, though, was just too strong. AJ Brown, uh, you know, came right back after the Derrick Henry strong performance, and then Chris is just playing all the right cards, man. He's just playing Tyler Taylor, who Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke, whatever Taylor Heineke, and <laughs> he's got Khalil Herbert on the bench. He's doing big things, Jimmy G. It doesn't matter. They're all they're all great. Ramondre coming on at a good time. It was just a, a really tough week for Matt to run into Chris's team. There's still hope for Matt, but it is getting slimmer and slimmer and Chris is looking good. He's a solid 6 and 2, I believe tied for second now. So that's uh all looking positive right now. Let's go to one of the bigger upsets of the week. 3 Mile Island against Trading Block uh in something that I don't think anyone would have predicted Mike Z beat Mark 132 to 112 couple of really strong performances, including Tony Pollard coming out party, DJ Moore getting back on track, Travis Etienne, who feels like that's one of the best contracts in the league right now. And one thing I will also note, this was, as far as I'm aware, the first in history single quarterback battle between two teams. We had both players starting a non-QB in the offensive player slot. Mike Z, I think, uh, texted me in the middle of the week. He's like, hey man, I think I need to match his disrespect with my own. I'm going to put in Eno, which he did. (laughs) And then Jacoby Brissett got 14 more points than either uh, of the players he started in the QB slots. So uh, even with that blunder though, Mike Z is making a surprising or taking a surprising W here over trading block. I think the big challenge. Derek Carr scoring less than two points. That's always going to be tough. And then really not a bad week from anybody, but just didn't have any of those blowups. Chubb had a really nice week. <clears throat> Cup had his solid performance, but wasn't enough to overcome kind of that Pollard blowup. So uh, a big thank you to Mike Z because otherwise Mark would be joining Jeff and shoving some glass up my ass right now, but it staves off for maybe just one more week. We'll get into that. And then lastly, we have... Oh, man, Brett. I'm sorry, man. I feel like this happens every week. Oh, Kylan against Brett. Kylan wins 153 to 146. Brett goes to 0-8. he had a two blow-up performances, I believe two three touchdown performances from Kamara, 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 and Foreman. And he had the third-highest score of the week. Unfortunately, he get up, uh, sorry, fourth-highest score. He went up against the team with the third-highest score in Kylan. And yeah, Kylan's team is is definitely a juggernaut right now. Uh, the biggest question mark is probably Jonathan Taylor because he just keeps shit in the bed, but it doesn't seem to matter because he's got guys like Tyreek, Diggs, uh, Dalvin Cook starting to come on. Lamar has been a little hit or miss, but seemed to be back to form. And yeah, Brett, man, I'm sorry, dude. This is, uh, this is some rough stuff going on here. But that's a look at week eight. It was a fun week. We all had a good time. Let's take a look at week nine. And, you know, I'm going to, again, in tradition, start with my own matchup here. And as I alluded to earlier, Mark is just going to have his way with me this week. I think he's projected to win by about 20 points. And that doesn't even factor in that DeAndre Swift might not play. Uh, So I'd give Mark a solid 25-point head start here, just from projections. Now, it's not a foregone conclusion. Uh, He's got a couple of players on by, including Chubb and Cowboys defense, who have been crazily good. Also, Cooper Cup coming off the sprained ankle might not be 100. You also have Herbert, who has no receivers to throw to. So like not the worst time to try to play Mark's team. But I don't know. I'm not feeling the vibes right now for my team. I'm Kind of scraping it together at running back. I picked up Antonio Gibson last week. Uh, I have Swift in there right now, but probably have to swap that out. Good thing. Kelsey comes back, and then Justin Fields could be making his first appearance of the year, surprisingly, after unstartable first seven weeks, I want to say. Uh, yeah, might just take a hell Mary with that and go for the upside instead of the kind of consistency that Cousins offers. So. I think this is going to be a tough one. If Mark wins, he takes over fourth place. If I win, I have a two-game lead on Mark. So this this could be this could be all the marbles here for uh, both of our teams. Definitely a fun match to keep an eye on. Matt and DeVito. Uh Matt needs to win this. He's three and five. His team has been coming along. Uh well, he's had some trouble after the trade, but I he hasn't been putting up bad scores. And then Devito is a fighter. He's not going away. But he does have 3 buys this week for Barkley, McCaffrey, Najee Harris, who maybe that's a good thing. Uh it's going to be tough. I have to give the edge here to Matt's team and I think they know they're playing for their lives right now, so they're going to have a little bit extra. He does have Debo on buy as well as C.D. Lamb, but I think he'll find some reasonable options to fill those slots. That's right. That's right. Um, Otherwise, if this is a loss for Matt, I think he might turn around and start selling those pieces that he was buying just a couple weeks back. Then we have Kylan and Team G. Oh, matchup of the week, baby. This is the premier marquee juggernaut matchup right now. Wow, 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 wow. So right now, uh, this is after the Thursday night game, so we got to see Hertz and Sanders go. They both had solid uh, games. Jonathan Taylor, it looks like he's not going to be playing. So once – well, Kylan's going to have to make a decision there. It looks like Godwin can slot in pretty easily, which is pretty nice. And once he does that, he'll be a slight favorite over Eric, but both sides are really looking almost full strength. Eric has a couple buys with Amari Cooper. I think Mike Williams is out, uh, but wide receiver is pretty strong for him. So he's got Waddle Hopkins and Kirk. I don't think that'll be too much of an issue. This is a, this is a fucking banger, man. I'm going to be, Paying more attention to this than my own matchup. The one question I would have for Eric, Andy Dalton. We wanna. Yeah, I guess you gotta start him, right? Who else are you gonna start? Yeah, okay, never mind. I take it all back. But this is a great one. Let's uh let's keep an eye on everyone here. Let's have a good time with it. (laughs) Transitions are hard, guys. I swear to God. Go fuck yourself and Mike Z. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm calling it. This is the week. This is the week that Brett gets his win. Uh, there is more disrespect going on. Another uh, set of owners who, at least right now, are starting non-QBs in the offensive player slots. One of my favorite moves, I'm, I'm starting to become a really big fan. It's just a total go-fuck-yourself move. Um, Mike Z has... A couple of buys that that could be challenging. So I think he is actually gonna have to stick with that non-QB in the second slot. And right uh, right now he has Eno Benjamin, who I think Connor could be coming back this week. I'm not sure if that's right. So that could be some trouble. He doesn't have anyone else on his bench right now that's playable. Uh, so I think go fuck yourself. you're you're hitting them at the right time. Uh, You also have Aaron Rodgers, who's playing Detroit. If there was ever a week where you're going to see the old Aaron Rodgers, I feel like it should be this week. You also have uh, Amon Ra in that game. So hopefully that's a big shootout. But I think this is it. Brett, I believe in you. Then the last matchup, we have Chris against Jeff. Another surprisingly big matchup here. Chris can really... Uh, put himself in a good place with the W, but Jeff has been coming on strong. I want to say he was 1-4 in four and has won three in a row. I could be wrong about that, but let's just say that because it makes for a good story. Both of them have 13.9 points after the Thursday night game, which is like, it's kind of blowing my mind. How does everyone get 13.9? I don't know. I guess it just happens. Uh, Cowboys on by, so no Dak. Uh, Jamar Chase injured. It's it's gonna be tough for Jeff, but he still has these high upside guys like Kenneth Walker, Pearson blow up, but he has Kyle Pitts. Oh man, he's got Russell Wilson on by also. Ooh, we might see another non QB offensive player get in there. Yeah, this is gonna be a rough week for Jeff. Uh Chris, on the other hand, has most of his guys. He gets the Chargers back, so that includes Eckler. Keenan Allen, it sounds like he's not going to play. George Kittle on by as well, but he has some good options. I'm starting to really like Khalil Herbert. Michael Thomas, I don't think, is ever playing football again. Uh, You'll probably put him on the IR if you don't already have all your players there. Oh, maybe you do have all your players there. I love the IR. I love it. You guys know me. But I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Jeff to overcome unless he gets some huge performances. That is what we're looking at. There's one last piece I have to address before we wrap things up here, guys. Now, I I try and be an honest fantasy football player. I try and abide by the rules. Sometimes I'll engage in an argument or start a kerfuffle. If you will, I think I may have cheated last week. I think there were some shenanigans that I did not do on purpose, but I believe I bested the group. And the way this happened was Bateman, Rashad Master Bateman, I think that's his name, played on Thursday night. I had him on my bench, I did not drop him before the game started. And then for my Saturday moves, I dropped him. No one noticed. I didn't have to say anything. But I'm pretty sure it happened. And I'm pretty sure it's against our inexplicable rules. Personally, I think you should be able to drop anyone that's on your bench. I also think that we should drop players early in the week so you can pick up those same players later in the week and have a bigger player pool. Whatever. All right, I'm getting off the soapbox. The whole point of this is to say I think I cheated, but I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do about it. I had to get it off my chest, guys. I had to. I love you all. It's been a fun time. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.